Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first times hearing the releases in question. Uh, we're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't typically make a whole lot of value judgments about what we hear, which someone recently, uh, like in the last couple of days, took took me to task on in the uh, Facebook group. But I stand by the fact that um, since we admit our idiocy up top, uh, it absolves us of all responsibility for anything that we say or do on this show. Do you think that that's a good defense, like in general? Uh, probably like in a broader sense, no. No. So, so what was what was the uh, what was the accusation that uh, uh, leveled at you that uh, caused you to fall back on that defense? It was simply that um, we we tend to uh, he th- he felt as if we do make a, a fuck ton of value judgments, um, but I think that we make it abundantly clear that uh, we're we're entirely aware of the subjectivity of our opinions, and even often reference the fact that. Um, we should not be taken seriously and that this is in no way, I guess the the crux of my argument here is that this show is in no way intended to inform your own opinions, right? It's like, it's just the fact, like I've said many times before that uh, if we're listening to new, to new music, both of us can't help but to weigh in on it, right? It's just part and parcel to how we talk about and discuss music. So um, that comes along with the show. But the overall goal of the show is to just put new music in your ears. And if you like stuff, even if we don't like it, we certainly encourage you to support it, purchase it, go see bands, all that shit. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we get through a handful of them. That's really all there is to it. I stand by the fact that we're not really making value judgments because uh, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not making the claim that they should hold any water outside of uh, the context of the conversation that we're having right at that moment. So, Well, I mean, honestly, it's impossible to have an open a public, a publicly recorded conversation about anything right. without, uh, y- you know making a fucking value judgment sure um even if it's just from my own my own ears right right uh in in my own mind and um you know you know someone is fucking dumb enough to think that because i think something sucks they should think something sucks um no okay (laughs) yeah for sure i i I don't think that uh i don't think that we can be held uh held accountable for uh the stupidity of others you know yeah yeah And, and you know what who gives a shit everything's a fucking value judgment right everything everything every decision you make at at some level is you know even at the most private level is a fucking value judgment right sure You're like burger level. king better than mcdonald's you just made a value judgment motherfucker right <laughs> right yes yeah um so i guess sure we make a shit ton of value judgments but we uh we make no claim as to their ob- objectivity or even their import so there well, you go here's the thing you say like it's a bad thing though right uh, like, well, I say what, like it's a bad thing. Well, like the fact that, we, that, that a value judgment is made is necessarily a bad thing, right? Well, I don't understand why we tiptoe around it. Yeah. So what I do get fucked. Well, sure. I guess, I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make when I say that we don't make value judgments is that, um, if you like music journalism, if you like talking heads that discuss music and they try to carefully quantify and qualify why a release is good and why it is or is not worth your time, um, this is not that show. You know what I mean? No, as, no, as a call, as someone who called in recently said, um, they were kind of under uh, under the the impression that what we did was you know music review 
uh, light or music review adjacent. And then they went and they actually read some music reviews and they remembered that we are in fact just a couple of idiots who are talking about punk and hardcore. So right. we're making our own personal value judgments on whether we like something or not and whether, whether or not it's worth our time and money. Right. Yes, indeed. And don't blame me if you're an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am, I am accountable only for my own idiocy. Um, and even that, you know, just barely. Uh, so the, uh, up top real quick, I just wanted to say if on recent episodes, you know, I've been trying to edit it out as much as, as much as possible. There's like on my end, there's been like little bumps and, and like, in like just sounds that I can't pinpoint or I wasn't able to pinpoint until moments ago rather that I thought maybe it's my computer banging against the wall. Like, it's I don't a fucking know. Ghost, isn't it? I, it's not the ghost. It's no no apparitions. I, I found out while I was like testing the mic today before you uh, joined me on here that evidently the desk that I have that my girl brought brought with her that we put in our house is like hyper conductive of sound and highly resonant. So like if I even put my finger on the desk with like a, a modicum of force, it immediately picks up in the mic. Um, I've tried to, I've tried to undermine this process by stacking a couple books below the microphone tonight. And it seems to have dampened the sound a bit, but I'm just going to do my best to not touch the desk when at all possible. Um, but, uh, I can't promise that there won't be little bumps here and there. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I think eventually we're just going to have to upgrade to a, a desk that is not like a fucking sound chamber chamber unto itself, but yeah, yeah. Um, beyond that though, you know, I got, I've got no amusing, amusing anecdotes this week. I've, there was no, um, happenings in my life. I've just been pretty much on autopilot all week, just, uh, doing work, trying to migrate all my inventory over to eBay. Very boring week. I got no, no amusing anecdotes. The, uh, upstairs neighbor is now has gone from trying to, uh, make nice with us and, um, say hello to just glaring at us whenever we pull in or out of the driveway because uh he's convinced that we are somehow responsible for the fact that he's getting evicted even though the landlord found a crack pipe um in the backyard so you know uh he's he's tell supposed him to you are tell him so what fuck you <laughs> well he's been avoiding us he he only he chase only him. Uh, chase him if you see him chasing that's not a bad idea that could be a, that could provide at least i mean a few I, minutes I told of fun, him before you know? make his life fucking hell right <laughs> I think his life is hell already. Oh, it you know? could always be worse. It could always be worse. That's true. Uh, but he's due to be out of here, I think, in like a week. So we're just we're just uh, whiling away the days waiting for that moment of uh, of blessed quiet to fall upon us. But other than and that, the nothing's next going on. Moving. <laughs> well, the next neighbor ideally is going to be uh, is going to be a homie of mine and his wife that are very kind, uh, thoughtful people. So mm-hmm. um so that if, as long as that happens, we're, we're going to have a, a real decent living situation. But other than that, I got, I've got no life updates at all. It's just a very boring run of the mill week. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had a shitty week. I took a couple of days off with the plans to enjoy myself, which of course I didn't. Um, and, uh, got attacked and bitten up by chiggers when I went to try to go fishing last week. Um, unsuccessfully because, uh, you know, Indiana's a state well known for its uh, public resources and access to said public resources. Oh yeah, well known, well, well known, right? Famed, famed for its outdoor public resources and <laughs> recreational opportunities, right? Oh sure, the world over. Uh, so I I I uh, I got bit by chiggers, and I mean dozens of them, and I am currently covered in 
incredibly distractingly, painfully itchy welts. It looks like I got shot about 60 or 70 times with a paintball gun. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, all right. That's uh, that's my week. Uh, cool. I got to listen to a Papa Roach remix that sounded like a Tim and Eric sketch on blast while I was fishing in a local pond. There was a, a new metal beach party going on and um, a lot of wet teens hanging out, you know, <laughs> yeah. smoking, smoking doobies and, and getting wet. Um, it was great. I, it's, uh, it, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, just, it was a, a wonderful day, right? <laughs> To spend I, out in the public. Yeah, I never asked what you were doing there. Um, Fishing. As, I was yeah. trying to fish, okay, right? word. I was trying to fish, but, um, you know, uh, I didn't actually have any hope of, of it being successful. And, right. Uh, it, it wasn't. And um, I, uh, I I thought I'd, I would take a nice relaxing afternoon off, and I ended up um, possibly angrier than I've been in a long time. Um angry at the world, right? My, 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 my wrath, my wrath reached out to all, uh, all possible avenues of blame, um, for the indignity that I had to suffer and the, uh, the irritation that was put upon me on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> if, if I could have struck God from the sky, I would have. <laughs> well, cool. It's good to know that we both had both had solid weeks. Um, I, I mean, I, honestly, dude, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I fucking hate poor, stupid people more than anything. Yeah. Um, I really, I really fucking hate poor, stupid people. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I don't blame <laughs> them for the fact that they're as shitty as they are because, you know, I mean, I ain't going to take, I'm not going to absolve them of all fucking culpability in their life situation. Right. Sure. Because that dehumanizes them. Right. Right. And they already dehumanize themselves as much as possible by basically being living fucking happy meals walking <laughs> around. Right. Yeah. But, oh God, do I fucking hate them. Boy, do I fucking hate them. Right. For sure. I mean, I, I think, uh, we've both addressed on the show before, um, I think being of them, you know, makes uh, makes both of our hatred for them burn ever ever brighter. You know what I mean? There's there's almost there's almost no level of empathy or sympathy that they evoke in me. Almost none. For sure. Just just the most basic when I see them at their youngest stage, right? Right. Oh, for but, sure. That's the only that's the only moment where I'm like, damn, you know right. what? This kid has no fucking chance. Right. But but once they start to exhibit right. the behaviors. And traits characteristic of their um, of their culture, right? right? Yeah. Um, and nope, I'm done. You get no more fucking sympathy from me, right? Yeah, for sure. There, there are you want to you want to inflict fucking Lincoln Park in 2021 on a fucking county park as loud as possible, so so loud that basically it just sounded like you know rattling fucking kazoo speakers right right yeah yeah yeah. you want to inflict that and think that that's perfectly okay and litter everywhere and fucking swear at your kids and walk around yeah fuck off man god damn it god damn it do i hate those fucking people yeah for sure man um it's uh i think i think it's it's one of the things that keeps me from having any sort of um from 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 turning to anything except for utter political and social nihilism um, because it's just like, damn, 
these are these are the people that we got to achieve solidarity with <laughs> yeah, you know right, what i mean exactly. it's just like i i think we're i think we're fucked man i think we just got to keep it pushing i'm just going to try to have a happy life and then hopefully check out um yeah you know before i get too feeble and uh and, and wish all you motherfuckers the best that's uh, <laughs> just it's that's it's, and i don't understand i don't understand why poor stupid people have to be so fucking loud and obnoxious i don't understand it i don't understand why they can't even rub two fucking brain cells in their head together to think, you know what? Why don't I try to present myself with at least a little bit of dignity? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. It's uh... even, even if it's like the aw shucks fucking rubbish dignity of the Beverly Hillbillies, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at it's better than nothing. Shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, there are a few things that can fucking raise my ire, like uh, what you're describing right now. So right, and I'm, so I'm to, to, to pile to pile onto that, then you know, I woke up the next morning with about you know, I don't know, fifty to seventy fucking burning, itching welts all over me, as if uh, as if it wasn't enough that I had to you know wade amongst them. Well, I think I think the thing that like it really imbues me with a, a a deep rage and hatred and resentment is just the fact that like I've been poor my entire life um, by a lot of metrics, stupid too, and I still manage to navigate my life with a little bit more dignity and grace. <laughs> you know what I mean? That these people. I, it's I just like, like to think. I mean, maybe they think the exact same thing. Maybe to the outside observer, we are the fucking noisy, stupid motherfuckers. And that's probably true to a certain extent. But um, I ain't that fucking noisy and stupid. <laughs> I, just, I would certainly like to think not, no. So uh, on that note, let's, uh, let's, let's get noisy and stupid in our own regard. Let's, okay. uh, let's jump into the queue. Let's talk about punk and hardcore and shit. So first up, we got a release that has been uh, making the rounds. A whole lot of people seem to enjoy it. It's the band C4. This is a new release on Triple B. The record is Chaos Streaks. This was submitted by Grant Williams. Um, this is a, a new Boston hardcore band. I think the consensus is that this band is actually very good, despite the fact that they're very clearly a joke band. Um, I have not listened to this stuff yet, but I've seen a whole lot of people sharing it and generally talking about how um, funny and also good it is. So there you go. Then next up, we have got Squashed with uh, Filled Up slash Go Go. This is a band from Utah. This is one of Colton Key's uh, patented uh, scene report bands. This one he seems to enjoy. He said it's solid uh, punkish indie rock shit. Then we have got QHR with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Austin Kelly, who uh, I believe uh, wrote, recorded, mixed, and did everything on this record. It's a solo project that he did in a weekend. He just described it as hardcore. This, uh, this came out just at the end of June. Then we have got Hellgrazer with their pre-release promo, I guess. Uh, this is a resubmission from Catfish Jones, who has become a semi-regular caller to the show. Um, he just said he wanted to get it back in the queue because the dice didn't favor them last time. Then we have got Pigeon with Deny All Knowledge of Complicity. This, uh, this was submitted by Ryan Donahoe, the ever-reliable Ryan Donahoe. He says that this is like a Berlin-based post-punk band. Then we have got Witch Vomit with Abhorrent Rapture. This was sent in by uh, the homie Trey York, an Indiana native who now uh, resides down in Florida, I believe. And uh, he said all the tracks are good on this. It's a new death metal, new death metal release. It's on uh, Twenty Bucks Spin, so you probably know what to expect if you're familiar with the Twenty Bucks Spin uh, roster. 
Then we have got Child of Night with Reduced to Ash. This was sent in by uh, Fatty Hurst, friend of the show, Fatty Hurst. This is a band, uh, like a post-punk synth-wavy band from Columbus, Ohio, that um, I knew I recognized the name of. I think they like followed me on Instagram, and I might have hit them with a follow back because I I thought they looked cool, like their aesthetic, the aesthetic of their records and stuff, and I don't think I've ever gotten around to actually listening to the band. So maybe, maybe I'll finally do so tonight. Then we have got uh, Speed with uh, We See You. It's just a single off of a a forthcoming Australian hardcore and punk compilation that Last Ride Records is putting out. Last Ride is also responsible for putting out the most uh, recent histamine release down in Australia. They've put put out a handful of rad things. They put out... um, Yeah, they put out like a lot of contemporary Australian hardcore and they're a younger label, so shout out to Last Ride. This was sent in by uh, Niall from Australia, or one of our Australian correspondents. He sent in Speed a while back, and we kind of clowned it. We thought, like, I think our general uh, general thoughts on it were like, "Hey, yo, it's solid enough, like bouncy, ignorant, slammy hardcore. Neither of our lane really." Uh, and we kind of laughed at it. He said that this is uh, this is an overall improvement on their older material. So if we land on it, we'll see. Then we have got Kong Kong with the Evils of Kong. This is uh, another band from Sweden. We've had a whole lot of Swedish stuff in the uh, in the queue recently. This was sent in by Jeremy Doty, who said he is a longtime listener and first time submitter. So he uh, yeah he just says this is some uh, new contemporary um, punk stuff from uh, from Stockholm. And then last up, we have got Mono Negatives with Apparatus Division. This is a submission from uh, again the ever reliable Anthony from Gel. He, uh, he said he's not seen a whole lot of people talking about this, but it's a really good kind of lo-fi, um, punky, punky synthy stuff um, that he can't imagine either of us disliking. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight. Four. Four is Hellgrazer. So there you go, Catfish Jones. Your, uh, your resubmission paid off and the, the dice favored you. Let's, uh, let's just jump right into it. It's just two songs off of an upcoming, an upcoming full length, I believe. Um, so we're just going to listen to the first track on here. We're going to hear Death in the Fire by Hellgrazer off of their pre-release promo. Oh, my God. 
Okay, we just heard Death in the Fire by Hellgrazer off of their pre-release promo. Um, so yeah, like I said, that's uh, one song of two that uh, is just a promo for their upcoming LP, We Were Born to Graze Hell. This this sounds exactly like what you would imagine it sounds like, just looking at the artwork on the release by looking at the members of the band. You know, we got uh, presumably Catfish Jones, who has got the big old mustache, um, and uh, cut off sleeve denim vest. We got some. Uh, we got some. That's who we jackets. presume Catfish must that, be. Right? That's who we presume, right? He that that certainly looks like Catfish Jones, right? Right. <laughs> um, you know, we got a dude in uh, anti Simic shirt. We got some bullet belts. Um, yeah, you know, all the pieces are in play uh, to uh, to lead one to believe that this is what Hellgrazer would sound like, and indeed it does. It's like Motorhead, Venom informed, new wave of British heavy metal, metal informed, metal punk stuff. Obviously, I, I would imagine the uh, members of this band are fans of shit like Inepsi as well. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's it's sure. uh, it's another entry in a long a long lineage of bands doing this kind of stuff. And I think as we've discussed on the show before, for me, um, you know, as long as as long as music in this vein doesn't outright suck, as long as it doesn't get everything wrong, it's hard for me to ever feel. A strong hatred for this stuff. I think it's a formula right. that's that's pretty evergreen in the fact that it it just rocks and it's fun and it's based on uh, a formula that I enjoy in its original form and therefore the 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 many derivatives of it over the last several decades I typically enjoy too. I wasn't this didn't blow me out of the water or anything. I think that there are some uh, there are some rough ed- edges that could be probably smoothed down a bit and uh, the presentation could could feel a little bit more uh, cohesive and focused. But overall, this was pretty solid uh this is a band that if you're if you found yourself dragged to a bar show um they play and you're pre- you're, you're pleasantly surprised that uh, a band that was actually pretty fucking good was on the show for the evening and when you didn't expect them to be right um yeah. you know not uh, not bummed about this at all it was it was uh it was totally solid totally competent um I'll, I'll probably check in and check out the record when it comes out you know yeah, why not? Um, yeah, this is exactly what you expect, especially when you see a name, a band name with the word hell in it, you sure. know, at yeah. the front, especially. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you see what the, the the attire of the folks in the bands are, and, and the folk in the folks in the band is, um, you know, exactly what you're in for. Right. I don't yeah. have to guess. Right. Um, yeah, this is this is perfectly fine. Um, I like that the bass was kind of doing his own little thing in the mm-hmm. back occasionally. That was nice. Yep. Um, yeah, just fine. Right. For sure. I kind of, I almost mirror your comments exactly on this. It's, um, it is hard to get a total thumbs down unless it, it totally fucking sucks or totally doesn't get the point of the music. Right? right. Yeah. Um, this is, this is not innovation here. That's just fine. Yep. Yeah, for sure, man. I don't really think that much. Uh, I don't think that much else can be said about it, right? This is uh, this is exactly two formula, and uh, you know that's a okay. Sometimes that's all you want to do. Sometimes you just want to throw on a fucking bullet belt and a leather jacket and rock. And mm-hmm. um, I, I can't be mad at you for wanting to do that. So if we uh, if we got no other thoughts about it, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. All right. Eight. Eight is Kong Kong. The Bandcamp is kongkong.bandcamp.com. The release is The Evils of Kong. This is a four-song EP. It looks like they had uh, one release back in January of 2020, their debut, um, Raw and Primitive. I know nothing about this. Um, it, was, it wasn't really described to me either. I think it was just described to me in the email as go- Swedish guerrilla punk, whatever that is. 
uh, which yeah, indeed, whatever that is, I have, I have no idea what gorilla punk is probably something that they just made up because, um, they have a gorilla themed band name. So let's, uh, let's just jump right into, uh, to the beginning. They got the, they got the first song queued up to play. So we're going to listen to down with me by Kong Kong off the evils of Kong. We just heard down with me by Kong Kong off the evils of Kong. Um, man, that was a song that the more it played, the more I was, the more I was in. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it started off strong. Like I thought, you know, I heard like the big jangly chords and everything Then I heard the synth come in mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, cool. This is power pop a la the cars, a la cheap trick, whatever then the chorus hit and it's uh it's almost a sham 69-esque anthemic mm-hmm. oi vibe to it but i will say the vocals originally when they or like initially rather when they came in i was uh i found them a bit off-putting 
But by the end, I was I was a hundred percent on board with this. I was like, I was I was smiling. I was nodding my head along. The fucking little guitar leads that came in at the end were were choice. They were excellent. Um, I really really liked this. Was this was just like ultimately kind of strange because of the delivery, um, but ultimately well, really well cra- crafted, uh, kind of guitar pop infused, stompy pub rocky oi esque. I don't know. It's hard to hard to pigeonhole, but um, I really liked it. I thought that was sick. Yeah, this was really good. It uh, as soon as I heard the song start, I figured I was gonna like it because it was not what I was expecting at all. Same. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting you know to hear the the little organ in there. Right. And it 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 was hard, but it was also very saccharine for sure. Yep. Um. Yeah, I really like this. I thought <laughs> I thought at first there was some sort of fucking effect on the vocals, like I, they were shifted or something. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought the same thing. You know, cuz they almost sounded slowed down. Right. It's like typo negative Peter Steele singing <laughs> for like pop oi. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I really really like this and I'm really bummed that it's all sold out. Yeah, um, me too, I'm man. definitely going to listen to the rest of that. That was so fucking catchy. Yeah. Um and it was just the perfect juxtaposition of like I guess yeah, when you look at it like the gorilla the the, the king the, the the Kong Kong gorilla, you know, basically a knuckle dragging, you know, he's got a spider web tattoo on his head. So it's just this knuckle dragging sort of like thug image, you know what I mean? Right. And then um this super catchy poppy um boy yeah, yeah i really liked it yeah man that was great like i said by the end of it i was just uh i was 110 percent all in on that i was like yeah man this is <laughs> this is really fucking good i like immediately found myself just wanting to listen to the next song um i was like man i just want to listen to this whole ep now this was fucking sick so yeah. uh thanks to jeremy for sending that in that was uh that was a real left hook i was not i was not i did not go into this expecting to hear that literally at all uh so very very pleasantly surprised by that and uh also bummed that this is sold out will 100 percent be listening to the rest of this ep as uh as soon as i get done uh editing this episode tonight so there you go thanks to jeremy yeah. for sending that in that was fucking sick yeah yeah um, all right. On that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Six. Uh, all right. So this is Child of Night. Uh, I was kind of hoping that we la- we'd land on this just because it would uh, it would force me to actually listen to it. To it. Um, the Bandcamp is Pop Nile N I H I L dot Bandcamp dot com. This is uh, I believe right up at the top of their release list. It's their most recent release, I believe. This came out in April of this year. Like I said, this is a Columbus based um, like synthy like dark wave band. I think. Uh, this is their new release, Reduced to Ash. I'm I'm familiar with them, like I said, only via social media. And it looks like this is just a, a single um, with like a bunch of different remixes on it, which is actually a thing that um, I think it's is kind, kind of irritating. I, I see. I was going to go the other way. Uh, I I like that. Uh, I kind of like that callback to a to a different time when um, when like there was you you could just buy like 12 inch club promo singles of songs like and you would just get the original song and then a bunch of weird remixes of it i kind of miss that so i yeah, thought this, i don't at all i think this is a, a cool nod to that so let's uh let's just listen to this track so we're going to hear dirt world by child of night
All right, cool. So we just heard the song uh, Dirt World by Child of Night off of Reduced to Ash. Um, so ultimately, um, I'm not sure that that was necessarily a good introductory point for the band because I, I have to imagine that they have tracks that are um, less atmospheric and work better as sort of a standalone composition to that because that was heavy on the atmosphere, um, but not particularly compelling. I wanted to like this a lot more than I ended up just because it was it was hard to latch on to anything. It was uh, hyper minimal, hyper dense in the, like I said, in the atmosphere department, which is cool. I mean, this is, if this is a uh, background, uh, like, you know, ba- backdrop mood setting mu- music for a, a scene in a film or whatever, that, that works really well listening to it by itself i was i was fairly unmoved if this were a composition in the greater context of a record i might connect with it more as a standalone track i you know i don't think that was uh, a particularly strong introduction to the band but it's not bad i just didn't find it uh i didn't find it particularly compelling either you know yeah this this felt like it was just an like well, it was a demo. It was a demonstration of what the band could do, but it was just a sample of an actual song. Right. I did like what I heard. Sure. I wanted it to be longer and I wanted it to evolve a bit more. Right. Yeah. Um, which kind of made me think about listening to the other remixes. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to see if they were, you know, if they grabbed my attention anymore. Right. For sure. I, I, I listened to a lot of like, you know, synth wave and dungeon synth and cold wave and dark wave. I don't really pay attention to a lot of the um, artists that do it. I just kind of like let it play. Sure. Yeah. While I'm doing something else. Um, and just generally let it guide my mood. Right. Um, there are a few that I pay attention to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear it, I guess, a fuller expression for sure of, yep. of, of something than just this. Yeah. Um, so maybe I will check out the other, the other tracks that are on here live. It's 11 minutes and 50 seconds. That might be interesting Indeed. Um, to see what that does in almost 12 minutes. Sure. Um, which is a strange thing to hear us say. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, but but see, this is the kind of stuff too that you know, it doesn't require me. It doesn't demand me to to stare at it the whole time. For sure, yeah. Right, right. A twelve minute death metal song, fuck off. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but this 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 allows me to incorporate it into as a soundtrack into like the visual experience of me going through my day right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't require me to like dig into it and, and and take a bite and chew for a while yeah but uh that said yeah i i liked what i heard but i wish it was more um in general so i will say that uh pop nihil has a very good aesthetic going with their releases they do yes um, basically their layout is the same thing on every one it looks very sharp i like it yeah i like it a lot too it's uh it's a good move um, but yeah, I, I would say the, the best thing I can say about this is that I, I immediately, it was good enough that I immediately gave them the benefit of the doubt that I would probably like this in, in uh, a broader context presented to me in like a broader context of a record more, or that there is other material that they have that I would, uh, gravitate towards more immediately because mm-hmm. this was perfectly solid. I just, uh, like you found myself just wanting more from it and wanting to hear more from this band and, and, uh, see what they do on the less sort of atmosphere atmospheric uh background noise tip because this was very much just mood setting music and i would like to hear um i guess i would like to hear a more complete thought from this band so yeah i'm probably going to check out more of what they do um 
since like I said, I've been neglecting to do so for the better part of a year as yeah. they, as they just sort of like my Instagram posts every once in a while. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go and, uh, and check out more from this band that, uh, that was not bad, left me wanting more. So that's more than a lot of bands on this show can say. So right. let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Four. All right. Four is pigeon. So this is the, uh, the Ryan Donahoe release of the evening, which is always promising. The release is Deny All Knowledge of Complicity. You can find this at Adagio 830. So that's A-D-A-G-I-O 830 dash or hyphen rather records.bandcamp.com. Um, the label is based out of Berlin and I believe that this band is too. Um, he described this as German post-punk stuff. I don't think he had, uh, I don't, I don't think he had a whole lot of other description for it. Typically Ryan just lets the music do the talking, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, he did say that we, he knows that we favor title tracks and that the title track on this record is a banger. So let's, uh, let's just listen to deny all knowledge of complicity off of the record of the same name by the band Pigeon.
Okay, we just heard the song Deny All Knowledge of Complicity off the record of the same name by the Berlin-based band Pigeon. I've uh, I've been leading tonight, so Nate, why don't you uh, why don't you take it away? What'd you think about that? So when I read the description down below, it's already been three years, Berlin-based band Pigeon and so forth, right? Yeah. It mentions Wire and the band from New Zealand that I'm not familiar with called the Gordons. Yeah, I'm not familiar with them either. Um, I can see the Wire comparison to an extent. I For mean, sure. the guitar, uh, sort of a jittery but straightforward and sort of reedy approach to the music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, this also kind of reminded me of um, maybe a less uh, a less gloomy, uh, like Diot from Positive Energy. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I like this. This is pretty solid. Um, I kind of felt like the song drug on towards the end a little bit. A little, yeah. Um, but that's just me. Um, but by and large, yeah, I thought this was pretty good. I enjoyed this. I'll probably check out the rest of this for sure. Yeah, I liked this a whole lot. I have uh, have the exact same feelings about the length of the song. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm all for uh, repeated motif um, when it works, but uh, in this instance, it it didn't feel like it served the song particularly well. I think they could have shaved about a minute off of that, and I would have been a bit happier. But um, all in all, I liked that a whole lot. This uh, this falls into the the realm of contemporary post punk that I, I just kind of like broadly categorize as like. Uh, as floor tom post-punk you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's yeah. You, you get that it's it's like always the same bpm and you just get the it's like it it's a hard formula to fuck up if you know what you're doing i thought mm-hmm. the uh, guitar riffs on here were super catchy um mm-hmm. the wire comparison is definitely apt in that department particularly this is uh this is post-punk of the brand and the variety that i like a whole lot pretty much without fail um the production was really solid it sounded great I uh, I was way into that. I will definitely check out the rest of this LP. So uh, thanks to Ryan Donahoe for sending that over. Let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next this evening. You know, we've had, I think we've liked everything we've heard. Yep. And we haven't had a lot that really uh, draws a, draw, draws us to sort of drag on about anything. So maybe we'll get something that uh, really sucks now. Yeah, maybe. Let's <laughs> Let's find out. One. Okay, one is C4. So uh, this is the band that, like I said, uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of people are big up, and you can find this on the Triple B Records Bandcamp. That's bbbrecords.bandcamp.com. The release is Chaos Streaks. It is their debut release, and it is uh, it's proper proper length release at uh, ten songs. Although all the songs are quite short. Um, it looks like they have got they've got the intro uh, queued up to play, but I, I don't want to go with that one. Obviously, no. um, the also their self titled track is only four seconds long, which you know respect, but probably going to avoid that one as well. Um, I have seen a lot of people uh, quoting, I believe, from the song "Health Freed Health Freak Head Stomp." Which I, I, I like the title of that. one. I think it's about beating up like vegans and stuff, and I think that the line that I see everybody posting is. Uh, the way I feast is so fucking beast. <laughs> That's pretty good. Fat Blue Line is a good title too. Fat Blue Line is also pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, all the songs are pretty short. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Let's let's check out Health Freak Head Stomp. I our, wish there were lyrics associated with it. Yeah, same man. So we're gonna listen to Health Freak Head Stomp by C4 off of Chaos Streaks. <laughs> Drop the load. 
All right, we just heard Health Freak Head Stomp by C4 off of their debut release, Chaos Streaks. Yeah, I, I would say uh, I would say what's been reported is pretty accurate. That is uh, genuinely pretty funny, jokey hardcore. That is also uh, well-written, catchy, bouncy, metallic hardcore in the vein of you know late 80s, early 90s New York hardcore with obviously uh, some obvious Boston flavor thrown in there. Mm-hmm. This is a band who... I think um, I think their legacy would be best served by like a few shows, you know, like a few, like maybe a, a, a record release show, maybe like a few surprise sets here and there. And you don't don't do much else with it, you know what yeah, I mean? Have it be do it. have have it be one of those things where people look back on it in a decade and remember it fondly and be like, "Yo, remember C four? They were really funny. They put out that one record. They played a handful of shows. They were a ton of fun." Um, and just and just let it lie. The the biggest. The biggest error, I think, with bands in this world, in this vein, like hardcore joke bands in general, is just thinking it can either be more than a joke or just taking the joke too far and running with it too long. I think if this is the the only release by this band, um, I'll tip my hat to them and uh, and give them props. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I feel I feel the exact same way. Um, Classic, classic, I guess, uh, overplaying the joke is something like... uh, um, um, cannabis corpse. Yeah. Or even good, clean fun. Yeah. 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 Definitely in hardcore, uh, um, good, clean fun. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, an entire death metal song, aping cannibal corpse songs. that's about weed is fine. Um, but that's it. We don't need fucking seven or eight albums. Right. Right. For sure. Um, stay away, go away. Yes. Right. And I feel that this is, this is, you know, sort of the same thing. Stick around for maybe another, like a seven inch, right? Right. Um, play a few, play a few shows. It's pretty good. I wish that there were lyrics for me to read around with something. There was a line in there about shitting once a week. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is for me or something. I think, I think, I think the line is shitting, shitting what once a week is what this mosh is about. Busted. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty good. There was something in there about, but this really reminded me of an MOD song. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially with like the health freak shit. I mean, JFA obviously, right. Health sucks and stuff like that. But like, I, I just, I couldn't help but picture Billy Milano singing this. Absolutely. While he's drenched in sweat and sitting on stage because he can't (laughs) stand up anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's another thing is I hope these guys are fat and unhealthy as well. Same. Yeah. Me too. I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. I I don't want to see you fucking rolling up, you know, eating some fucking uh, soy nugs. Right. Right. And then talking about a health freak head stomp. You better be a fat piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. No doubt. Right. (laughs) No doubt. Like you, you gotta be real with it. Um, the art's pretty good. The art's in the classic vein of, uh, you know, crudely drawn hardcore guy, like smashing people. He doesn't like, there's a dude with his, I love techno shirt on. There's the much hated hooded mosher. Sure. Um, 
who somehow is uh, getting away and kicking somebody in nuts. Um, but uh, by and large, the, the artwork's fun. Yep. Yeah, this is a pretty solid release. It, you know, I ain't going to buy it, um, but uh, I would have fun at the show where they played. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, this is the the dark fun house mirror reflection of of uh, crucial youth. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I get I get why people are big enough big up in this. This is uh, this is fun both musically and lyrically. Uh, don't overplay the joke, and uh, and I'm with it. So uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time. Um, we got through five so far. Let's 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 make it six. You know, three. All right, three. Uh, we got some got some death metal in the mix, which is kind of par for the course on recent episodes. Um, this is the new Witch Vomit record, uh, Abhorrent Rapture. You can hear this at twenty buckspin.com. Uh, actually, listen.20buckspin.com, which is their their official paid for Bandcamp URL. Because when you're cool uh, like twenty bucks spin, you got you just got your own website URL. Um, it looks like they have a self-titled track on this. It's the uh, last song on the EP, and it's pretty representative of the runtime run of the rest of the song, so we can listen to that. So we're going to listen to Abhorrent Rapture off of the EP of the same name by Witch Vomit.
All right, we just heard Abhorrent Rapture off of the mini LP of the same name by Witch Vomit. Nate, how'd you feel about that? A mini LP is an EP. <laughs> Do you think so? I think so. Come on. I, I think I think the distinction that is made is that, you know, an EP traditionally can fit on a seven inch, whereas a mini LP doesn't really fill out um, a 12 inch worth of material, but nonetheless must typically be put on one since it's not a, it's too much material for a seven inch, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't like that term. I think that uh, I think it's just a way to upsell the amount of music that you th- that you think you're getting. It's like telling you that like fourteen ninety nine is a better deal than fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, there might be some truth to that for sure. Right. My my inclination, my instinct would would be to call this an EP for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was solid. Mold from the tomb. Right. Yep. Um. I've not listened to this band a lot. They've got a couple LPs under their belt, and they've been around for a little bit. But um, I've never I've never really paid attention to them. And I guess uh, I should, because that was pretty solid. Very good. Um, That was exactly the way I like a lot of my death metal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It was good, mid-paced, extremely heavy. um, And uh, it had like... It had a horror movie quality to it, especially with like that atmospheric part about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through, right? It it was reminiscent of like... um, um, What the fuck? Like some of the like like um left hand path right sure the the beginning of left hand path, um so yeah this was pretty solid I like this this was uh, short and to the point nothing wrong with that it wasn't flashy which I like um it wasn't a lot of fucking technical masturbation which can you know obviously is can be a turn off for us at least yep. uh if it's overdone right sure. it's cool that you're good at playing your guitar now can you write a good death metal song sure um and yeah these guys did this is solid. Yeah, for sure. They fit. Uh, they packed a lot of uh, a lot of ideas into four minutes too, but not in a way that felt, uh, you know, disjunct or anything. It worked. No, very that well. was another thing. Like when I when I was when we were listening to the track, I felt like it had gone on for more than four minutes and five seconds, but not in a boring way because um, there was a lot put in there. Yeah, for sure. Lots to unpack with that. Uh, they they don't really revisit any riffs, which was nice. Uh, they, I thought that worked really well. They stick around on each riff long enough to uh, to give you like a healthy taste of it, and then they move on to the next thing. Sometimes I also like when uh, when people do are people in like the supported by column, like just do our work for us or do our work better than we could. No, are you reading it? Uh, well, I, I read just somebody over there said uh, said that this is kind of the perfect middle ground between incantation and bolt thrower. Yeah, I definitely heard like some good incantation parts in there as well. And I was going to mention that, especially also with like, you know, the fucking Craig Pillard vocals. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was like they, they opened up uh, with a more incantation vibe and they returned to that later and then like the meat of the song in the middle like as soon as the double bass kicked in i was like okay cool that's like very bolt thrower-esque and then mm-hmm. they went into this sort of just uh hitting the bell with a little kind of breakdowny riff i was like all right cool also very bolt thrower-esque and then they returned to a, a bit more of an atmospheric vibe and then uh and then just you know entered or exited on the with the same energy that they entered and uh yeah that worked that worked very well i liked that a whole lot we'll for sure be listening to the uh the rest of that ep and uh going back and revisiting their older material because this is uh this is also a band that i have neglected to check out over the last few years uh and uh i guess i need to rectify that now because that was very good yeah so let's uh let's call it there with music for the night we got uh we packed a lot of content into the into this episode and most of it was really good there was nothing on here we didn't like nothing on here that we didn't like right now i heard one of my favorite things i've heard in a minute 
tonight too. Yeah, that Kong Kong stuff was it really fucking good. Really stands out to me, kind of like how I responded to that uh, XLLP a few weeks back. Yeah, for sure, man. So let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails and then we'll call it a night. All right. These black metal bands need to come and download some better synth packs because a couple weeks ago you guys had a band on that sounded like they had horns that sounded like they were from a fucking Juicy J song, and now we got this Ukrainian band here that sounds like they got some triple X tentaction. I'm sad to know ya fucking synth going on. What the fuck? Also, some guy was pissed that people were calling in to complain about Candle Mask. So I want to nerd out about Candlemass. Um, that first record pisses me off a little bit because the riffs are so hard, the songs are so good, but the singer sounds like fucking Count Chocula. No, I, I, I disagree with you 100% on that first Candlemass record. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. It's, <laughs> you it's have perfect. to go all in on the yeah. fucking vanity of that first fucking record. I agree. Like, you have to go all in on how fucking corny and vain and awesome it is. Yeah. Um, because, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think even like, like on that, on that, uh, that record, it's not like Leaf Edling says something, it says something like all music lyrics and everything is by Leaf Edling. And the song is like the song, the first song is dedicated to himself or he dedicates <laughs> the whole album to himself. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Yeah. That is purely the fucking masturbation of a fucking talented maudlin self-important fucking 17 year old for sure man yes i love it so much um i i am totally with i'm totally with nate on this one you just gotta you gotta be pot fucking committed to that first candle mass record yeah man. You, you you can't you can't deny the the, the chorus he says earth to earth and he gets i can't even fucking approach it like he gets that awesome high falsetto yeah. there and it's just like yes yeah dude for sure fully agreed um, also your observation about, uh, <laughs> a couple black metal bands using synth, synth patches that sound like they're from Juicy J songs. I can't remember what song or, uh, what band you're, t- I can remember what band you're talking about. I just can't remember the name of them, but I remember the trumpet samples did indeed. Dawn sound Raid. Like, wh- who was it? I think it was Dawn Raid. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that, that could, that could be it. But yeah, the, uh, the, the trumpet samples did sound like a Juicy J song. So, uh, yeah, apt observation there. Um, let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, what's up y'all? This is, uh, Zach Honeycutt just giving y'all a quick call to ask about something that, uh, I often think about, uh, there's like, I was wondering basically if you guys have any bands whose influence and output you respect and like the legacy you respect, but the music just does not connect with you. And, you know, in some cases you do, you do find it bad despite the fact that you can acknowledge how influential or how important it was. Uh, This is kind of a weird one, especially on a hardcore podcast. But for me, one of the biggest examples of this is black flag. I don't know why, for whatever reason, it's just never connected with me, and I don't think it's a matter of like, oh, I don't like this particular style of old school hardcore because it's one of my favorites. But for whatever reason, Black Flag has just never connected with me, and I wonder if you guys have anything like that where there's just a really important band that you just never clicked with. Uh, but yeah, just a just a little topic of conversation. Love you, greasy little baby boys. Bye. 
Okay, so this is a this is a good question, but it's one that I don't necessarily know that I have an immediate answer for. I don't know even if I if I gave it a considerable amount of thought if I would come up with an answer for this. At least if we're speaking particularly in the in the realm of punk and hardcore, um, there's not a whole lot of stuff uh, that is I guess canon canonical punk and hardcore that I don't like uh most of most of the classic stuff um i enjoy you know well up through the 90s um even into the early 2000s typically if it's a band that's achieved great notoriety um and has influenced many bands after them um i usually enjoy it like if we're talking bands that are like really really part of the canon like that are are not universally but let's say near universally uh lauded or at the very least respected there's there's none that immediately come to mind for me i guess maybe if i sat down with it for a minute and like really really thought uh you know did some googling i might come up with an answer to this but nothing comes to mind immediately how about you um if i go outside of punk and hardcore Mm -hmm. cure Okay. I like a handful of Cure songs, but they never grab my attention enough to follow their entire, you know, career essentially, to follow their entire output. Yeah. Um Morrissey's the same way. I like a handful of Smith and Mor- Smith and Morrissey songs, but I don't really pay attention to it that much. Sure. Um and uh if I think about punk and hardcore, um all right, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. Probably, even though they are classic and undeniable, and I will openly state that, that yes, I enjoy them. I probably don't follow and fuck with most of the youth crew stuff as much as most most people that I know do. That's fair. I, I think that you're probably not alone on that front. Like, you know, Youth of Today, fucking awesome, right? right? Yeah. I don't really give a shit that much, though, right? Yeah. I will always fucking say, yeah, you need to check that band out, right? Sure. Um, but when I think about Youth Crew, I don't listen to virtually anything outside of the first wave stuff. Right. Um, we've talked about it before because I think it's so fuck. I mean, it is so fucking hokey. Yeah. Um, it's it's impossible to be. It's it's it, it's not cool. It's impossible for Youth Crew to be cool. Right. It's close. It's certainly it's certainly there is an age limit on when uh there is there is an age limit on finding it cool. That's for sure. It's it's yeah, it's just impossible. It doesn't have any longevity to coolness in the same way that like I don't know, um your favorite fucking cartoon when you were 8 years old isn't a good cartoon or isn't cool, right? At least not me. I remember thinking like I remember revisiting some like early cartoons that I really liked when I was, you know, fucking eight years old, like some stupid shit, you know? Right. Uh, there was this, there was a cartoon on in the eighties called Galaxy High that I rediscovered a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it was about like aliens and this one human that ended up in a fucking alien high school. And you think, well that's pretty cool. It wasn't. It sucked. <laughs> right. It doesn't yeah. hold up. Right. Uh and I feel like Youth Crew is the same way. Like it's it's just so it cares too much. Right. All the cool stuff is nihilistic. All the cool stuff doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I think our opinion, I I think our opinions on this matter uh, diverge a little bit because I obviously I connect with the uh, the early and up through 90s revival era youth crew stuff quite a lot. And uh, I would count a lot of those bands among some of my all time favorite bands, you know, youth of today. I like some of that stuff. I mean, like, you know, in my eyes and stuff, but I'm talking about the fucking bouncy first wave, like original fucking like new york style youth crew shit yeah Mm, you know i'll always say that those bands are good but like you know 
Gorilla Biscuits probably doesn't get, I, I don't fucking play that shit very often. Um, you know what I do play a lot? Black Flag. Right? Yeah, I get it for sure. I, for, you for know, sure. I, yeah. it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the nihilism of hardcore that, that attracts me, not the, not the positivity vibe and not the hopeful vibe and anything like that, because, uh, caring about shit isn't cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'd have to think on it more. Nothing, uh, nothing comes to mind for me immediately at all. Um, I, I find myself typically enjoying most, most stuff that would be considered classic and influential. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure I could find something if I dug, if I dug hard enough though. But, uh, unfortunately, Zach, I can't give you a fun or interesting answer. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I will think about it over the course of the next week. And if I come up with something good, I will, uh, I'll give you a two-parter and I'll answer on the next episode. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to this next voicemail. Hey, uh, this would be, uh, D Smokey Johnson calling back in to reply to the reply to my message about my opinion on whether or not people should discuss shitty, horrible, fuckwit 90s death metal music on your podcast instead of listening to someone screech about Applebee specials. Uh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to put your head on a fucking stake in your grandmother's front lawn, and then I'm going to slap her in the face. Suck my dick. All right. Uh, got Smokey Johnson all fired up. Smokey Johnson sounds like a mellow, cool guy, but apparently he's not. Yeah, he, he definitely threw the gauntlet down on that one. Not to be fucked with, apparently. Yeah, evidently not. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe this recording will be put into evidence at some point. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but I hope not. I hope, Smokey, don't throw your life away over podcast beefs, beef, buddy. Um, all right, we uh, we got some time. So, uh, let's do it. So, let's, yeah, let's listen to the next one. You and you, you petty fucking rules. All right, here's the next one. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to address a rumor um, I heard that Demo Listen is now being recorded in Kearney, Nebraska. Um, didn't know if you guys could shed on light on moving your operations to Kearney, Nebraska. Um, also, uh, what would you say was a trend that you look back on and cringe because you took part in it? Uh, and don't you say, Nate, that oh, I didn't fucking do anything, blah, 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 blah. I bet you fucking did. I bet you fucking did. I'm sure you didn't wear tight pants because you can't fucking fit in them, but I'm sure you fucking did. Oh, yeah, I sure did. Um, so when you're talking about trends, fashion trend, no, I never wear clothes that look good on me because I can't, clothes don't look good on me, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I they it looks better than me without clothes, but I don't, they still don't look good on me. Um you know, so they, they don't make clothes that look good. I mean, can you imagine me in tight pants? Dude, fat guys, especially like, because it was for a minute with like a lot of hardcore dudes, especially like fucking crew dudes and stuff. Yeah. The fat guys with like the the, the, the tight pants. Oh, it's a terrible look. It's a dude. terrible fucking look, especially if you're trying to bust a sag because you already have like a little fucking flabby pudding ass anyway. Yeah. And your pants like hang halfway down your fucking little ass. And then you got a big fat fucking lollipop gut sitting on top of that. Yeah, man. Pull your fucking pants up, fatty. Get in shape. <laughs> take care of yourself. Jesus fucking Christ. You're 25 now and you feel good, but you're going to feel like shit in about 10 years. <laughs> Right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so other, uh, other trends that I look back on and cringe, um, I don't know if cringe is the right word, I guess maybe, um, had a mullet in high school. I was a full blown fucking redneck in high school. Um, for most, most of high school. Um, I, I, I sort of like occupied a space somewhere between, um, um, 
unacknowledged racist suburban hillbilly that wanted a lifted truck so I could fly a POW MIA flag off the back of my fucking truck when I was 16, <laughs> um, but also like death metal a lot. Sure. And uh, stuff like that. Um, so that was that was a weird place to to be. I'm sure that my my 16 year old self was a horrible fucking nightmare of a person to be around. Yeah. Um, I also remember thinking that like uh, punk and hardcore was like important and could like change the destiny of mankind. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I went through that. We all went through that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's laughable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that you know. Mankind's destiny is fucking etched in the cosmic plates of the universe, and uh, we are in a you know irrevocable and uh, unceasing death spiral. Indeed, um, you know. So fuck it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Is is like my 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 pseudo racist fucking you know like uh, my pseudo racist redneck backgrounds. Sure. Um, and I, I distinctly remember when I was like 13 years old telling like one of my uncles or something, I was like, the white man is an endangered species. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can only hope, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we were so lucky. <laughs> like where in the fuck would I have even heard that at like 13 years old, probably from one of my other fucking weirdo racist fucking hillbilly fr- friends or family members, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that's awfully cringy. Yeah. I, it's not, it's not cringy in the same way that like I, uh, um, I cringe at like people publicly crying on social media. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right. it's just kind of like, Oh God, what a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, I'll, I will, I'm going to address the first part of this call as uh, after I address the, uh, the latter part of it. So, you know, you mentioned tight pants in your, in your call directly. I definitely regret <laughs> wearing tight pants. That was, uh, that was a thing. It felt like, uh, all, we just all had brain worms there for, for a grip. Like it was, it was one of those things where we just, we couldn't see the forest for the trees on that one. Um, we all thought they looked cool and all of us were dead dead fucking wrong about that i don't know how it happened i don't know what sort of fucking men in black um like you know flashy memory erase thing happened so that we were brainwashed if it was like a cia operation maybe like a fucking mk ultra experiment or something but i'm glad to be on the other side of it i'll tell you that much yeah but on the flip side of that Baggy pants don't look cool either. Sure, if you, you if you looks cool, pants are fucking fit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, if you if you're if you're moving towards the jinko, uh, the jinko territory, that is also bad. <laughs> so so yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, either extreme of that spectrum, um, you're gonna find yourself in in sketchy fashion territory. Um, I mean, dude, there's been quite a few, um, specifically like hardcore fashion related. Uh, when I was younger, like in my late teens early very early 20s i wore those like uh driving caps you know that like people yeah you i know, remember those yeah yeah, yeah. I remember you wearing those yeah for you sure used to wear a train conductor hat well that that was when i was like 14 15 years old yeah but you still wore it i did but that wasn't a trend that was just uh that was a, a bad mistake of my own making entirely you used to smoke a corn cob pipe what was that pipe <laughs> oh fuck what did i call i think i called that pipe samwise ganja that's it <laughs> 
that you called the pipe that yeah yeah i sure did that that was also when i was like 14 15 years old so yeah. um but uh but in terms of like more uh you know trends like i said i mean if we wanted to go through a, just a list of my idiocies um that would be unceasing never ending but if we're talking about like trends specifically that were that were prevalent yeah the driving cap thing i mean it's just I don't know. I guess everybody who gets really into like blood for blood and hate breed at some point that you just, it's like, you're just issued one of those and you think it's cool for a while. And, uh, then you find out that you were very wrong, but you still are haunted by all of the photographs that were taken of you wearing them. So, yeah. Um, I think fashion wise, like number one, not being able to find any clothes that look good that fit me. Uh, that's kind of prevented me from adopting any trends. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, that was a big thing. And um, also like, you know, never, never really involving myself with like social media or the internet or anything. Yeah, that helps a lot for sure. For sure. Um, So the first part of this call is in reference to (laughs) the fact that like two days ago, I got a random message on Instagram from um, a SoundCloud rapper, uh, of an unknown SoundCloud rapper named Lil Ant who uh, hit me up asking if uh, I knew anywhere that he could get some some fire-ass weed in Kearney, Nebraska. Um, I don't know why Lil Ant thought that I lived in Kearney, Nebraska, but I said, um, yo, what? And he said, oh, just, you know, just trying to get some weed. I'm trying to buy like an eighth or a quarter. Thought maybe you'd know what's up. And I'm like, man, I don't live in fucking Kearney, Nebraska, so I don't know where you're getting your information from. Um, and he was like, oh, word, my bad. Yeah, I was like, you know, hope you find what you're looking for, but I am not the plug and certainly not in Carney. So I posted, you know, not including his name or, 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 you know, anything like that, just posted like a screen cap in like my Instagram story, just like, man, this type of wild ass shit always happens to me. And um, he was real pressed about that. He was very mad. Um, he told me he was going to roll through um, Indiana. He was going to hop on a plane. Um, he was he was going to run my fade. Um, that uh, our our bitches could duke it out as well. So he was going for the tag team match as well. Um, Take him up on it. it sounds fun. <laughs> I, well, he asked where I lived because he was like he like responded to the story after I posted. It was like, oh okay, oh you think this a game, huh? You think this a game? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, it's funny. It's <laughs> like I didn't put your name in it, man. Chill, it's all good. And he was like, no, nah, I'm gonna come through where you live. And I was like, all right, Fort Wayne, Indiana, pull up, <laughs> you know. See, but now we've put his name in it, Lil Ant. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Lil Ant. Uh, it's it's known now. Lil Ant is the man who wants to fight me uh for posting an instagram story so it got um yeah he, he just he ended up messaging me all all night after a while he was just talking to himself because i wasn't really egging him on or anything you know what I, I love mean? it i love the fact that somebody gets so fucking worked up over literally nothing right? <laughs> i know it's like so good. what kind of fucking what the hell is going on in your head dude like i get it you know Wherever he's from, I'm assuming it's not Kearney, Nebraska. No, he's from, uh, he said he was from California. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're looking for weed in Kearney, Nebraska, mm-hmm. um, I got to think your prospects aren't that great. Probably in not. General, no, right? probably not. What man. the fuck are you doing? Right? <laughs> yeah. I've never been there. I mean, Nebraska's got some nice shit, but, you know, it's got, it's, I'm looking at it now. The Kearney, Nebraska's in the Platte River. Um, I have been there. Good fishing. I've been there, and it's, uh, the whole town smells like cow shit. I imagine. And it's small. It's very small. Um, so, I mean, you know what? And if, if he's in Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah. 
he's halfway here. He's halfway to Fort Wayne. For sure. I told him, uh, I asked, I, I, I said something about, um, just hoping that he had the gas money on deck and yeah. he was just like, gas money, bitch. I'm a, I'm a fly. I ain't a broke boy like you. Okay. So, so I was like, fair enough, man. <laughs> okay. I, it's, it's well known that, uh, you know, um, well-to-do people constantly brag about how fly they are. That's true. That is, <laughs> that's a well I mean, that's, that's one way you can tell somebody is well off and, and cultured is that they're constantly bragging about how much money they have loudly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also think I'm pretty sure Lil Ant is white. I listened to his, uh, his raps and he says the N word a lot, like so fucking much, like to the point where I was genuinely taken aback by it. I was like, damn, um, this dude, this dude's either got a pass or like never once has he met a black person. And I think it's probably more likely the latter, especially if he's recording albums in uh, Kearney, Nebraska. You know what I mean? So, well, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope he can at least find some weed in Fort Wayne. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think he got really mad because my friend uh, Dylan down in Indianapolis ended up messaging him and saying, Hey man, are you going to need a ride from the airport? <laughs> so, I think a few people ended up messaging him, fucking with him, and he was not not very happy about that. He called me, uh, he called me like a, a fruit roll up ass motherfucker or some shit. Man, those are tasty. Fruit roll ups are very tasty. I'd like to, I'd like to be snacking on one right now. In fact, yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. We can we can save the other two calls for the next episode. Let's uh, let's read these uh, texts real quick. All right. So the first one I have is, quote, the astral plane is an Illuminati ploy created to corrupt the dreams of the working class, thus inducing stress and disrupting their psyche and making making it easier to be susceptible to consumerism and materialistic needs, end quote. This quote is from my QAnon cousin who just the last week knocked up his stepmother. Have a great week. There you go. I hope every <laughs> word of that is fucking true. <laughs> As do I. Also, shout out to to uh, your cousin, the young king, who got his stepmother pregnant. That is yeah. uh, it's a, a power move if ever I've heard of one. Then next up, we've got, uh, we got a text from our man, Will Neal. He says, it's Will. You asked for feedback about the 13 part, which actually, my mistake is actually 12 part Napalm Death series. He's referring to our uh, our, our seemingly never ending Napalm our, Death series. Our, our egregious error. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That is <laughs> finally now in the past. He says, I would have left a comment on the episode in Patreon, but I don't know if you get notified or see them. I personally really enjoy these for a few reasons, but I'm most likely not a representative sample. I have an obsessive personality, so this type of exhausted deep, exhaustive deep dive as an exercise appeals to me, and I would have never done this spe specifically for Napalm Death because while I love Carcass, I had no idea Napalm Death members had so many side projects. Uh, there were projects I had heard of, like J.K. Flesh and Yezu, that I had no idea was dudes from Indie, and I ended up liking the stuff. And also the collabo with Jarbo. Another aspect is the hilarious aspect of the meltdowns that the tediousness caused, like how weak I enjoyed the spectacle of your unraveling. And finally, I work from home, and I'm an introvert, and a big reason I listen to podcasts in general is I get to experience human banter without having to to participate outside of putting uh, putting me onto new music. I value Demolition for that, even when you were falling apart for our entertainment. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks for the insightful and uh, yeah, thoughtful sure. response, Will. I always, uh, I always appreciate appreciate your feedback. I'm glad that at least one person liked uh, the Napalm Death Patreon series. That makes me feel not to not totally absolved of uh, of our sins on that front, but uh, you know, I, I feel a, a little bit of joy in knowing that at least one one listener um, enjoyed it. You know. 
Yeah, I, 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 he, he talks about, you know, the tediousness and, and, you know, how we kind of like suffer. And I guess that's the part of it that I like is like, you know, I don't know. Um, I just like seeing all the fucking warts and something, you know? Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. Um, so on that note, let's, uh, let's call it for the night. Um, got to sit down and edit this bitch and get a good night's sleep because I'm a, I'm a real sleepy boy. I haven't been sleeping much lately. I can only imagine it's the amper, the, the apparition keeping me Probably up. Probably the ghost keeping you up. It's yeah. gotta, yeah, it's gotta be right. What else could it be? You're shaking in your boots every night when you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, gotta look over my shoulder to make sure he's not coming to get me. So, uh, so yeah, we'll wrap it up there for the night. If you want to send in music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure you're submission is a year or less old if you want to subscribe to the patreon it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast the entirety of our napalm death family tree series is up for the taking right now um just uh you know if you've got 20 or so hours to dedicate uh to listening uh, listening to us ramble on about music that we mostly don't like um go ahead and sit down with that i'm sure it'll be a really rewarding experience right and we did record a new episode so we did record and, a new episode. i feel like that was a pretty good episode it was a very solid episode and uh and it will be a really nice palate cleanser and uh we'll be getting back to more normal content like that and trying to do uh two episodes a month consistently of actual fun content so if you've uh, been considering getting at the getting getting on the patreon tip now is a, a good time to do so and then last up if you want to call and leave a message or text us it's 260-222-8341 rate and review on itunes tell your friends about it and beyond that i got nothing left to say this evening nate any final thoughts no, I'm good. Sleep tight. Don't let the ghost get you. <laughs> All right. Will do. Peace.